Hello, my name is Sarah Knight, and this is another episode of the Possibility Podcast. I recorded this interview a couple of months ago and have sat on it since then, not intentionally, but the last couple of months, being true to the rest of this year, often seem to ask of me more than I was necessarily prepared for. I don't think I am alone in this experience of 2021, that's for sure. But as this year closes, I recognized my need to get this interview out. And so here it is. The content of this interview certainly forms a part of how I am orienting myself towards what I want to include in 2022, perhaps more so than ever before. And that is a remembering of all of the original beauty that was a part of the human experience and that certainly collectively we are being increasingly invited to re-include as a necessity for our own survival. And so I hope you enjoy this interview on the subject of the strength of men. Hello and welcome to another session of the Possibility Podcast. Uh, Today, I am delighted to be speaking with Barry Crost. Uh, Barry is a teacher of mine. I discovered him in the last year uh, in looking for a little bit more learning on the practice of family constellations, um, the teachings of family constellations and the practice of family constellations. I have wholeheartedly embraced into my own healing practice for personal growth and healing and also into my practice in regards to how I support others. And today I asked Barry to join me in particular for a conversation on the subject of the strength of men, which was a topic that Barry identified in a recent workshop that I was quite eager to attend and gained much from. Um, It's a subject that is um, quite important to me as mother of a son, 20 years old now. So this, the boy of mine is certainly becoming a man. And um, he's trying to figure out his place in this world as a young man in a society that's really asking something different of humans in general and certainly of, of men. And also, of course, because I engage in lots of conversations on the subject of the patriarchy and all of the problems that the patriarchy has caused our environment, our planet, and how we really need to transform our system and our ways of looking at the world and being with the world if we hope to make the revolution in so many aspects of environment and society that we really need to make if We actually want to stick around on this planet. So I'm really happy to have Barry here. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me, Barry. Well, thank you for having me here, Sarah. I'm always excited to talk about the work. So Barry, maybe we could start with how you would word the work of family constellations in, in the way that you hold it and the way that you do it. Okay, so um, I'm pretty classic in, in my approach. Uh, the work was developed by Bert Hellinger. He was a German psychotherapist. Uh, he's considered the founder, even though there were some other people involved, but he's the, the main person. And he was curious to see how many of our problems that, that we were experiencing were actually related to something that was uh, in the family system. 
So the, it was, they were looking to see whether our, our, our personal suffering was coming from our, the histories in our families. Uh, and he began to develop a process uh, that actually allowed us to see what the suffering in the family was. So we could use uh, volunteers in a workshop to set up the people, the dynamics in the family system and see uh, what the disturbance was and see if resolving that disturbance actually had an effect on the, the client. And it does. Uh, we see many, many, many times that someone says an issue that they don't seem to be able to resolve. And it's somewhere in the system, somewhere back in time, something's happened and love and life itself has been disrupted in some way. And so if we can figure out what this disruption is, we can reset the flow of life, the flow of love, and also reset the relationships that are disturbed. And it really works. I've been doing it now for about 20 years. I've done a lot of it for my own personal health. And I've been helping many, many, many people over the years. Uh, and it, it seems to really work. And I'm pretty, pretty straightforward with it. I don't bring in a lot of other shamanism or other things, even though I'm trained in those things. I think family constellations by itself is a really uh, powerful technique when it's just used pretty cleanly. So this piece around the strength of men, can you talk about, I guess, how that came into your awareness and why you are interested in it? Um, all of the family constellation work that I do is really about how we can restore love and life and, the, and, and also strength. And so when somebody is standing in the right place, in a, in a right relationship with somebody, it feels strong. You're not traumatized easily. You, and you actually see the other person. So it's just not strength, it's wholeness. It's being integrated. It's being a self. And we use the word strong. We're really, really present. We're not in a trance, we're here. And that's probably the goal of almost all family constellations is how to help people be strong in their lives. So this, Hellinger talks a lot about strength. And so one of the things he talked about uh, in, in a lot of his books is that when we are able to stand with our fathers, there's a certain strength that we can get. And a lot of our clients don't stand with their fathers. They're really standing with their mother all the time. And some of that is attachment issues. So, so you have an interrupted uh, movement towards your mother. You have some attachment with your mother that's caused a lot of issues. It may be very difficult for you to go to your father. Plus, there's the cultural aspects of fathers not playing a strong role in their families. And also fathers not always being uh, a protector or strength person. Um, our cultures, I think our modern culture likes men to be sort of weak and passive and passive aggressive. So I think there's some cultural aspects that want to keep men uh, suppressed, dangerous to the nation state. But it seems in families that the fathers are not really showing up in a strong way for a lot of our clients. So I already had this uh, in the reading and in, in, my, in my practice, this notion that can we get the person, the client to stand with their father? And what happens? And often we find that if they could stand in a healthy way with their father, there was a strength that would show up. They'd feel safe enough to allow their nervous system to regulate and allow themselves to really come out of a trance of fear and really be able to see clearly, like see their mother for who she really is, see their, their wives, their children, who for really see them with their own eyes, not like uh, through a trance. Uh, it's like uh, being pulled out of the matrix, being woken up. So you could see that people really responded very, very well to their fathers, but sometimes you couldn't, their fathers weren't available. So I was in a constellation with somebody one time and I was trying to figure out what else to do. 
looking for this male masculine strength. And I suddenly, something told me to bring in the strength of men. And it came in that way. I heard this phrase in my head, the strength of men. Even when I say it now, I can feel the vibration. So I brought in the strength of men and uh, it was amazing. And I've continued to work with this idea that there are ancestors far back in our system. They're there, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're long dead. They have a certain strength and energy. And if we ask, they will come. It's like the system has them there. They will come forth. They're like uh, um, helpers in our own family system that are always there. We just have forgotten to ask. And when I call on the strength of men, uh, it does something magical. Uh, everybody's nervous system calms down. Uh, particularly women seem to really relax when the strength of men is there. It's just kind of amazing what happens to the nervous system. They regulate, they breathe, they just suddenly are here. It's like, it's safe to be present. It's safe to be able to actually come out of trauma and out of, out of all the dissociations that go with it and really be present enough to do their own work. So since then I've been bringing the strength of men in pretty regular, regularly and uh, it's continued to be a very uh, powerful thing to do. And, you know, I, I really like the way you started off by answering that question to kind of define also what you meant by strength. You mean integration, you mean wholeness, presence, out of the trance, out of, yeah. out of, out of trauma and, um, and into a relaxed and present place in the nervous system where you can be whole, where you can stand in, your, in the center of your own body, in the center of your own energy field. Because it's, it's I mean, the, the work of family constellations is very body-based. Yeah, it's really, it's a somatic process. And so it sounds like from your, from your answer, what you're saying is that what you're really helping people do is come into these bodies in this moment as grown adults. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it really, Bert Helger was very, uh, very aware of the body. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not, you know, a lot, of, a lot of psychotherapists adopted the work, but it really, it's not psychotherapy. It's a, it's a body, mind, spirit work, but the body is really important. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to get the client to be present. And a lot of our clients are dissociated because of attachment, because of trauma. And they're not really here. You can't really see other as other. Mm-hmm. You're projecting all the time. So I can't really see another human being clearly if I'm not here, if I don't feel safe enough to actually look. And certainly I can't uh, see the earth or nature or the universe with my own eyes if I'm weak, if I'm dissociated, if I'm hiding. Mm -hmm. So the strength of men allows us to actually be in our proper place, in our proper relationships, and also to be adult too. I often bring the strength of men in to support people to fully let go of their parents and individuate. Someone who's who's a grown-up person who's still... <clears throat> trying to be a child with their parents, <clears throat> they're not really present. Uh, if you allow your child parts to run your adult, uh, bo- your, your child parts can't run your adult body for one, but uh, I have a lot of clients who they're still entangled with their parents, wanting something they wanted as a child and not get it mm. and not being able to let go. And they're not really here in some way. And so when we bring in the strength of men, or we also have this energy called the nurturance of women or the nurturing women, we bring these ancestral energies and people can really be present mm-hmm. and then they actually can see their spouse. They can see their parents as they actually are. And we can begin to actually have real give and take relationship. We can actually have a real interaction. And it's a, it's a Martin Buber's idea of uh, high and thou. 
being able to really see the person as not an object, but as a, as a, as a, as a being, as an other. I see you. And we often say in constellations, I see you now. Mm. See me now. I like being seen by you now. I like to see you. So being this idea of actually seeing with your own eyes, very powerful. So the strength of men really seems to be very good at allowing us to feel safe. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that when we're not safe, we're we're uh, easily dissociated. Our nervous systems are in in flight or fight or freeze or fragmentation, and so we're not really here. Yeah. Uh, one of my teachers used to call that the trance. And the strength of men seems to bring people out of the trance. And uh, I, I initially brought it in for the purpose of helping people in constellations, but even in my own life now, I'm finding that bringing the strength of men in is really helping me walk the world differently. Uh, in situations, uh, I can bring the strength of men in. It it's sort of gives me support and strength and allows me to be uh, safe in places where I might not feel safe. You know, I think at this point, it might be really helpful to, to touch on something that you said in one of the classes, well, in, in the workshop that I was referring to at the, at the start of our conversation. You spoke of the strength of men versus the tyranny of boys. And it's, yeah. you know, this, when you're talking about the strength of men here, because of course, for a lot of people that have women, largely and and children that would have experienced the um suffering because of a man's physical strength being overpowered and the ability of of a man to use his strength um in ways that aren't for the greater good and so you know the strength of men has has unfortunately become associated in many places and in many bodies with a great deal of suffering. So can you please um, share what you did in that class, the strength of men versus the tyranny of boys? Whenever I encounter perpetrators, they're always little boys. And when I, when I deal with uh, most men that I run into, uh, I think mostly men in the world are boys. They don't really have an opportunity to become adults. But it first showed up in perpetrators. Whenever I was dealing with perpetrators and constellations, they're always little boys acting grotesquely. It's a little bit like the Oz thing. Behind the curtain, they're very afraid, but then there's this great projection. And so uh, after a while, I just started seeing that we, the world is, is under the tyranny of boys. We look at politics here in the United States. It's not men, it's boys. They're very uh, angry, rageful boys causing harm and damage. And when you connect with the strength of men, the strength of men, they don't hurt their children. The strength of men treat their wives as equals. They're one with nature. They don't cause, they're not violent. If you, if you are gonna attack them or their family, they'll defend it, but they're not violent. They're men. When you, when you really get in touch with this energy, it's so different than what we think of as man, man now. The strength of men is it's a very healthy, whole energy. When you look out now, in the world, you see boys and the tyranny of boys. So when we talk about patriarchy. We're really, for me, talking about the tyranny of boys. The, the, uh, the strength of men, they wouldn't create patriarchy. They create some egalitarian culture. And if you look at indigenous cultures, there's no patriarchy. And in, 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 if you go far back enough, if the culture is really healthy and it has enough resources, it's much more egalitarian. Uh, you start to see in hierarchy as resources become scarce as land becomes scarce, you see the beginnings of 
social stratification and uh, all kinds of different rules and regulations and then agriculture adds to it. But uh, people who uh, are allowed to be human beings uh, and have the strength of men, you don't really see patriarchy, you, you see men, the strength of men. And so what we're dealing with is really these days is really trying to overthrow the tyranny of boys. Beautiful. And when you start, when you start to tune in it that way, it gets like really clear. Yeah, they're boys. Yeah. Yeah. Traumatized boys. Traumatized boys. I mean, and they've been, you know, it's been going on a long time. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of, of men who have been traumatized and it goes back. I don't know how far back it goes, but you're, you're missing the strength of men for a long time. Yeah, it's really missing. And obviously, there are some men around. But for the most part, I think most men like myself, we've never actually met a man, a strong man, a healthy, whole man with dignity. We just don't meet them. So and we don't have opportunities to become that man. So in my constellation work, I do what I can to create an opportunity for men to step into being men. And for women to experience what it's actually like to have the strength of man available to them mm-hmm. and what that does for a woman, yeah. give her that strength, which ultimately lets a woman be more of a woman and lets a man be more of a man. So it, it ends up not being very oppressive or authoritarian, or it ends up being this very egalitarian, healthy, nurturing, powerful, supportive uh, energy. And uh, it's really interesting when it shows up. And you're, I mean, this is, you're, you're talking about an archetypal energy, it sounds like. Yeah, it is archetypal, uh, but it's also connected to our DNA. So Maui, I bring in not just any of strength of men I bring in. So for you, Sarah, I bring in the strength of men in your own system. So they have your DNA. Mm-hmm. So they're like an energy in your family system. They have, they have at some point your DNA. So when I bring them in, they're already connected to them. It's, it's a strength that your, your body knows their DNA. So they're archetypal, but they're also, it's a little bit more like having a spirit guide. I think it isn't just an archetype. They really, it is an energy. It'd be like having an animal spirit guide, or if you believe in angels, it's like an angel energy. It is an energy, our consciousness. It's not just a, a concept. There is, there, there's a real energy to it. It really is. It's not just a concept. There's an energy to it. Mm-hmm. Bert Hellinger, well, those who may criticize him may find some of his work overly traditional, overly, these are the roles for women, these are the roles for men, this is how a family is supposed to look. And I mean, what's beautiful is that over the last four decades, I guess, since the work, five decades since the work was first developed, lots of that has, lots of constellators have taken it, evolved it, grown it, held on to the essence of it, but allowed for the influx of the new to um, support the, the, our, our language and our understanding, I guess, of, of the modern family and all of the different ways of being in the world. And so something that I'm really curious about is how the strength of men turns up in women. Well, there's a way, the, I don't know what the energy, it's, it's a, you want to think of the energy as yin and yang if that makes it easier. So there's this, we'd call this uh, yang energy or yang energy. So that energy is available to male or female. So you might have some women that are very connected in some cultures where the women are very connected to this, this energy that it may, in, in a lot of cultures, it was men and it could be in other cultures, it could be uh, women are in touch with that energy. So uh, it, it doesn't really so much matter who, whether it's a, what, what gender is, or is, is connected to energy, but that energy is necessary. So it's more like the energy is necessary than it is 
you know, what's the sexuality of the person carrying it, but that energy of protection of safety, that's what we need. So if, if a woman is accessing this or, or a man or someone who's being binary, we do need to have this energy of safety and protection to be safe. And it's just biological. Our, 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 these, our, bodies, our bodies haven't evolved to the point where they don't need to be protected, particularly as children. Mm-hmm. We need to feel safe to grow as children. And if we don't feel safe, we don't have a hard time growing in adults. Once we're adults, we can find our own protection and we don't necessarily require uh, some kind of parental ass energy to, or person to, to do that. We can find strength in our friends or you know, our own lives, our own homes. But as children, we really need that and we're not getting that. And so mm-hmm. somebody has to do it. And a lot of cultures should have multiple people doing it. It would be many adults would be around doing that. And I think there'd be a, a lot more uh, gray about who who is male and who is female in the energy. But there was the energy of nurturance and the energy of protection. Those are the two energies. That I, and I, you know, I, I just, it's just easier for me to call it the strength of men, but under any circumstance, that energy could, could, that energy can move into, you know, any kind of a person, I think. My son, when he was 13, had the opportunity to participate. There was a community that we belonged to when we lived in Ireland. Um, and every summer we would go camping in a field with 500 other people. It was completely sober it was about dancing and being with nature connecting with each other there was a lot of ceremony a lot of song and a whole program for teens and when he was 13 years old he was invited to participate in the basically the rites of passage for 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 the teen boys and they were taken off all of the all of the young ones were taken off into the woods by the elder teen boys and it was secret what we did, what they did there. We weren't to know, but all that the community understood was that we would be told by relay, there was no phones allowed in this place. So by relay, we would be told when they were coming back and we were all to stand in a big circle and be there to greet them as they as they came back from, from where they had been in the woods. And so I stood there with you know my heart in my throat waiting for my little boy to come back in. And there was about, 30 of them and we heard them before we saw them I'm probably going to tear up even thinking about this they charged out of the woods shirts off bodies painted they'd made headdresses they'd carved spears they charged and they roared and they got into the center of the circle and they jumped up and down and the power of it knocked me back it was the most beautiful display of that masculine, of strong, that strong male energy coming into my son's body and that he had a chance to celebrate that and to really feel it and be taught how to own it just in one day, that it was okay to own that, that there's a place to roar and shout and and be wild and let that out of your body. And I think it's informed who, who he is and what a gift that he got to participate in that. And it's so missing. You know, you spoke earlier about this lack of individuation that happens. That, you know, we need to leave our family system and step in and create our own. We need to be our own people separate from from mom and dad. And I think 
you know, women because of, you know, the, the, I guess the nurturing aspects of women and what we're being asked to step into, the rites of passage may not be so clear. So it's not a day where it's done, but it's almost this apprenticeship program that happens, happens with women. And men don't, they're sort of kicked out, you know, at some point they're too old for mommy's cuddles even. So they're, you know, they're kicked out, they're thrown out. There's, as you said, did you ever know a man or meet a man that really owned that male energy really cleanly? Probably not. They're just kicked out, go out there, make your way in the world, make some money. Now that's what men do, make some money, take care of things, run a business, whatever, figure it out on your own. And and so this individuation piece, I'm really curious about, Barry, because if the world is now full of boys, who many of whom would probably love to be men and not just put on the man suit every day, where are the men, where, how... How can they fall? Is there a role for women here? Is there a role for, you know, made up archetypal figures? If there's no men to lead our boys and our and our men into this place, where where can where can men get it from? Hmm. I don't actually have a, a big idea. I'm doing it man by man in terms of working with it. Uh, I don't know. We'd have to sort of invent some kind of rituals, like blow at your son experience. Those kind of things are really good. Um, but I don't really know. It's a, it's a dilemma. I haven't quite figured out. I'm working with people. I have a lot of men clients. So I'm leading into manhood through rituals that we're inventing for them. And it seems to be working. I have a lot of men clients who are getting in touch with that for themselves. So I know how to do it one by one. I'm not sure what a solution would be right now. I, I think that, uh, we're in a really hard place for this to, to reemerge. I mean, um, I, I didn't, I'm not very hopeful at the moment that this is going to be resolved anytime soon. Something that I guess I have been able to feel through my son, and because he was a, a, a young teenager in the Me Too movement, he was asked in his high school to lo- hold a lot of, not hold space, give space to a lot of conversations and emotions that, that, that the young women were having and that were being held for the space that was being held for the young women. And what he experienced at that time was a lot of, whoa, where is, what did I do wrong? I'm not, sh- I don't know what to do here. I feel like I'm a bad guy. And apparently men have caused a whole ton of trauma here. And I want to be a part of the new ones. Like, I'm a good guy. Like, so don't, you know, I, I don't I don't want to be included in whatever it is you're working through. But somehow he was being asked to turn up and represent. So at the time he was experiencing a lot of, a lot of young women and their emotionality trying to explain to him what men had done wrong, how they had harmed women, how they had wronged women, and what men needed to make sure that they never did again. And finding this kind of landing in his lap and wondering what the heck he was supposed to do with it and so we had a lot of conversations around you know what was working its way out and what people were going to have to find a way to do was to kind of separate the person from the program and so it's not that all men are bad it's that really the you know the system has failed them and the program that has operated through men that has allowed for this you know the tyrannical here boy go put on your man suit and rule the world that that's what it is that we are, if there's a fight against something, that that's what the, you know, that's what the fight is with, not with the heart of 
beautiful men that are, are many of whom are struggling through this as much as women are. Can you speak to that, Barry, and how we might find how we might find some balance there so that we don't end up alienating um, really beautiful men? Well, it's about projections. Um, the, the tyranny of boys is one of control through projections. And if women in, if women in freeing themselves are also using projections, I think that's the problem. So if you project onto all men, they're bad, that's just more of the same tyranny thing. Some men are bad and, and some women have participated in this whole thing. So if we, as I said at the beginning, when we begin to start to see each other as we are, so a man who can actually, even a young man can see a woman as a woman or a young girl and a young girl or a woman can see a man as a man and just see them as they are, not through projections, but what's actually in front of me. There's usually respect. Respect comes from when you, there's almost a natural respect that happens when we actually see another human being, not a projection. When I actually see somebody, it's hard not to love them respect them and do right and we can actually feel what is the right interaction between ourselves and somebody we're actually seeing mm. so the problem and this is why you know i wonder if we're able to do it but we have to like get rid of the projections and actually start to see each other and this is also what deals with race and, and all the new ways we're looking at gender and sexuality we have to actually see people as they are and not through projections and that's the way out of here if, if men and women and non-binary people and black and white. And if we can actually see each other, then we usually can deal with conflict and deal with issues. And this is what Community Constellations is trying to really create that opportunity for us to be able to actually see. And I think people can do that. I'm doing it one at a time and, and in my groups. Mm -hmm. And it's, it does seem when people are actually really present, they begin to have natural compassion for themselves and others. So I think it's projections. Hellinger talks a lot about us. Uh, families and society tend to like to, to stay in innocence. We very much want to be innocent and we do whatever's right. And if we don't feel whatever's right, then we're guilty. And so what we see is the tyranny of boys, they're all innocent. They don't really realize they're doing something wrong. And then you tell them they're, they're wrong. Now they're guilty. So that doesn't really resolve that. Or now you have sometimes the Me Too movement, it feels innocent. And so it has, to, so you get into this lots of people being innocent and projecting from innocence or from rage or from all kinds of negative feelings instead of just seeing others. And I think our bodies actually know when we're being seen. One of the interesting things about the strength of men is when it shows up, it's really easy for people to see each other and to feel how they are. So like in my body, I feel in my own biology a need to protect women and family. So that, that's my, I'm the kind of, in my male energy, my physical biology, I'm designed to protect and even die for the family. And when I'm tuned into that energy, I feel good. And the violence in me, service to women in service to my children. And when I'm allowed to, to feel that in my body and my biology and to express it in my biology, I feel strong and healthy and whole. And I'm not likely to be violent to a woman because I'm in my strength. Right. And this is what's, how do we get, how do we create more opportunities for men to feel what's in their body? Or if you have women who are feeling this male energy or masculine energy, whoever it is, how do we get in touch with what our bodies are saying to us? And then seeing each other from, you know, really clearly 
um, it's all about radical amazement. You know, Rabbi Heschel talked a lot about radical amazement and that's the way out. I don't know how to, mm. how to structure it, but if we can have radical, may really see in the moment somebody as they really are, which is what happens in constellations. And that's what you're talking about with your son is he had this amazing day of radical amazement where he just like, you know, all of his, all of his images were blown away and he was actually able to see something amazing mm -hmm. and see the amazingness in himself. And that becomes, uh, and, and it's in his flesh. It's in the, in the flesh. That was part of the energy of that. And that is, that's very transformative. Yeah. How do we do that? I don't know. So there's so much, there's so much against us doing this. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to do what I can to, to help with this transformation, but it seems like there's a, the tyranny of boys and, and the women, they have made part of that tyranny. It's very powerful. Yeah. They don't want us to, they don't want us to see each other. Yeah. They don't want us to know each other because they want us to be weak. They want us to be weak and they want us to be in their trance because if we're in trance and we're weak, we're fragmented, we're controllable. And they can just scare us every day on the media. Mm -hmm. If we actually wake up and we're strong, then we're not listening to them anymore. And that's a threat to this. The whole system's threatened by real men and real women. Yeah. And real adults showing up. Yeah. Because we don't, we just don't agree to it. Just say, well, I don't agree to that. Yeah. I, I don't agree. Yeah. I think about, um, you know, the ways in which I think it's really important that we have to own everyone's passive, active and passive participation in the perpetuation of this problem and that you know as you said in in cultures long ago the strength of men turned up as 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 protection as safety and as protection and i sometimes wonder gosh where did that you know where did that start going wrong who knows like just when when populations grew and one one tribe was displaced and maybe got a little bit too close for another and suddenly they found themselves doing something they don't want to do fighting each other to protect their family and the trauma just begins from there. And so, you know, even at that, if you look far enough back, what started off as love and protection has just perpetuated because of trauma that trauma that never healed, populations that increased, and now this widespread pervading concept that is actually force-fed to all of us because it's what consumerism is based on, that there there isn't actually enough, that we have to compete for it, that we need to have the best, that we need to accumulate, that we need to stockpile, that we need to climb the ladder, whatever else, you know? Well, I, I have a little phrase I, 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 wrote, I wrote down some time ago, humans without strength are greedy. Yeah, yeah. Because we feel empty, we don't feel safe. It's like if we get, we get agitated, we uh, go drink a gallon of something or we go eat a whole pint of ice cream because we just want to calm our nervous system down we have whole societies that are, are greedy because there's no strength can you say that again because that feels really important we you know the 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 greed and the linkage to calming our nervous system yeah humans without strength are greedy because when we're when our uh when our nervous systems are, are really taxed we we like we can't eat enough to fill ourselves we feel empty yeah, part of the uh, physiology of trauma is a feeling of emptiness. Mm -hmm. So if you have a, a traumatized society that's always feeling empty, they can't seem to fill it. Mm -hmm. And cars and you know digging in the earth and it, it just there's just it's a it's like a, a cultural greed yeah. can't be filled. And as soon as you bring the strength of men in, that goes away. And you know 
it's, I don't know how, this, how the strength of men can be our solution, but what I, what I found interesting about the strength of men, even though we don't have this all in our world, it's very easy for me in the constellation process to, to bring them in. It's not very hard to bring the strength of men for somebody. I'm very rarely, a, can I, does not show up and the person doesn't receive it. So everybody I'm in contact with that's working with me, I can bring the strength of men and they can keep that strength of men around them. So those people at least have some sense of it. Uh, how many we need to bring in a, a billion strength of men uh, somehow to shift this. So uh, I don't know what kind of kind of viral thing we can do to get the strength of men, but they're there waiting to come yeah. in like a like a tsunami of relief, like the cavalry. Yeah. Uh, so how do we get people to look for the strength of men and bring them here? And then they don't feel greedy. They feel full. They yeah. feel, and it's a biological thing. That's what's so interesting about their actual physical biological nervous system respond their amygdala shifts as soon as I bring the strength of men in and I can just see it in their eyes and their breathing and I can feel it they're all of a sudden they just go into parasympathetic nice relaxation mode the strength of men just calms people down and then a lot of these trauma responses and uh, you know stress responses are reduced and now the person's here and they're present and now how do you look at a world from those eyes that are not in trance you actually start to see your life from a place of calm yeah. and strength and dignity you start to make life decisions. You start to realize, well, you know, I want to, I don't want to be a boy anymore. I want to be a man Yeah. because it feels good. I'm tired of being greedy. I want to be full. I want to be loving. I want to be that protector. Yeah. It feels good. It feels natural. It feels normal. It feels whole in a way that most people haven't felt. And once they get a taste of it, it's, it's like, wow, I want that. I want to be that all the time. You guided us through an exercise in one of the workshops, and it's similar to, you know, to things I've been guided through before, but what felt particularly unique about this exercise was how far back you took us. And I don't, I feel like we maybe journeyed through a forest or something, Barry, I don't remember exactly what it looked like. But basically, it the idea was, you know, feeling as you do in family constellations, feeling your parents standing behind you, who's standing behind them, who's standing behind them, who's standing behind them. And how far back do you have to go to reach the ones that actually were standing strongly, you know, before all the trauma set in, the ones and maybe you have to go way back there, but the ones back there that can give everyone in front of them something to lean against. And it was this in the meditation that you got is it was this beautiful image of all of the all of the ones that came after that maybe couldn't turn up fully that carried something that didn't you know that weren't standing in their in their strength or their nurturing or their full selves and suddenly with as they all leaned back and this the the sigh of the family nervous system took place and I could feel that in my own back the strength of that coming through to my own back and so it seems like you know, as a concept, you know, somewhere back there, we all share an ancestor, right? But as a concept, it certainly exists. And yes, when you guide people through it, one-on-one, -on -one, they can they can get there. But even sharing that, even sharing that concept is a powerful one, even without guiding it, somebody through an exercise. And so are there other, you once in another, in another workshop, you talked about um, archetypal like actual real figures in the world who embodies that for you calling them like is there a you know is there a superhero that does that a mythological figure uh, I know you're into storytelling too like is there you know someone someone from history from a legend that you can call on that might really help you feel that energy behind you and in your body yeah I I, uh, I do use 
so-called fictional people to sort of bring the energy in. It still works. Like I, uh, I have a council of men, so I, I bring an Aragorn from Lord of the Rings in. I use him sometimes to to help. St- he's the king and that king energy. That 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 male archetype of the warrior lover, king and magician. That's that's a that's similar kind of energy, uh, and you can use those elements too to connect with that. But the strength of men is like even more than those archetypes. That's why I just don't, it just doesn't feel like an archetype to me. It's uh, it's just, it, until you've felt that energy, it's hard to really describe it, but it's just like a real, it's a real energy. And I, I, um, I was recently at a concert for the Indigo Girls and uh, the audience was just, everybody was talking. It was mostly women and they were all talking all around me and they wouldn't stop. And these days a man's not shushing any women. So I'm not, I didn't shush any women. My, my wife shushed the women behind me. They wouldn't be quiet. So I'm sitting there and I thought, all right, I'm going to bring in the strength of men and see what happens. So I just imagined a 30-foot circle around me and I brought in the strength of men. And I brought in the strength of men and everybody got quiet where I was and they enjoyed the concert. And they stopped chatting and being nervous. And in my little area, everybody was quiet and relaxed and everybody watched the concert. And all I did was bring the strength of men in. Oh, I see. So you sense the chat was from nervousness and anxiety and kind of a wound up nervous yeah. systems versus, yeah. Yeah, they were so excited to see the Indigo Girls. Everybody's all, and they're, they're so busy being all charged up. They're not actually watching the concert. Right. They're all chatting away. It's like, where's the concert? So I just was able to, everybody relax just because I brought in this energy. <laughs> and it just relaxed about it. So I can just bring in the, I, sometimes I bring it into bodywork sessions. Whenever I need this strength, I, I call upon it in my own either my own system or other people's systems and it it's this amazing energy that shows up and people okay. really respond to it all right so let's so this is perfect barry so let's talk about this the, this collective field and how you know what you just did there you didn't tell anybody about that you brought the energy in and somehow that fed into a field of knowing you know maybe maybe it was just coincidence who knows but the field of knowing that supposedly we all share and maybe that was felt so yes, we can do this work individually, but can you talk to me about your understanding of the shared field of knowing and maybe this work that we do individually, the ways that it is having a bigger impact without having to reach every single man and woman on the planet? Well, I, this is my preferred level. When we start talking about like structural or social change, I get a little like, oh, what are we gonna do? But uh, Rupert Sheldrake believes that, that every species has a, a field of energy that connects it certain birds, every every species. So there's a, a morphogenic field around human beings. And we're all part of this, you know, energy. And we all are hooked into it. So theoretically, whatever we individually do to, in our own lives to change has an effect on the field. So theoretically, if there was enough of us who felt the strength of men, it would be in that field. And maybe more people would feel it. Of course, there's billions of people in that same field. So uh, it's like the hundredth monkey thing is a similar concept. So what, what can we do to change the field? Can we bring enough strength in our own individual lives? Can we improve our own individual experience and then be sharing that with all the other collective humans on the planet? But it would start with ourselves. That, in that model, I just, I change me. You change you and there's, there, there's two people here and there's three, you know, so how many of us, and then do the others feel that and feel drawn to seek that work or seek to start to question their lives that that is a way it might work 
Yeah, I know it's where I've been parking my hope. You know, my former career, I was a, a a scientist and I worked doing communications for an environment institute. And so it was all about trying to, you know, intellectually get people to change. But don't you know, this is the problem and this is what we have to do. And it was very much... Um, working on that level of the, you know, the physical realm. This is, this is, this is the only one that we can have an impact on. And I guess it was a combination of burnout and also just discovering my own spiritual path that led me to this one. And now all of my hope is parked in that place of the, of, of what we share as a collective and in that shared field of knowing. And absolutely, maybe I can't be a superhero out there, but I could be a superhero in here, a superhero of my own world, you know, and be really, really clean up what happens in here, really take care of what happens in here. And I do believe that, like you do, that that, that, that has a larger impact, or at least um, that that may be the only place where we're going to make the kind of transformation that we need to make and the time scale that we need to, that we need to make it. Well, when I was younger, I was, you know, very concerned with the world and how to how to do something about it. And that's certainly why I got involved in the anthropology back when a lot of my life's been about how can I change this planet? How can I improve it? And it, it's a challenging thing. These days, I delight in every every person that I can guide towards a healthier sense of self is an amazing thing. And if I just do one person, every time I, I help somebody guide them towards uh, letting go of what doesn't serve them, letting go of their entanglements, really becoming individuated from their parents and really being a self, that feels like magic. And even though it's one person, it's still so amazing and miraculous that uh, it, it, I'm committed to that more than I am that I have to help the world these days. I mean, I still would like to, but if I can just help in my lifetime, another couple hundred people become a self, uh, that would be my contribution. It's so good. I mean, and, and it's it just so clean and pure and miraculous. And uh, I, I just can't imagine on a world level that yet. But uh, at least in one one person at a time, I, I do see lives change. And then I'm assuming they're going out and, and doing something with it. And that, I'm, that I have real faith in. And I actually have real experience. It's not a, it's a real experience I have. I experience and they experience real change, permanent change. And that's that to me is more important than being outraged about the world and trying to do something that maybe doesn't really help. If I can at least help one person, that may, that's actually the answer is that each person I help, I have to really see them and they have to really see themselves. So my, my solution is a small solution, but it's the solution in a certain way. Yeah. Thanks, Barry. Yeah. You're welcome. On that subject, how would you feel about closing with maybe for... Well, selfishly for me and for, for whoever, whoever else may listen to this, do you have a little two or three or five minute something that you could share now to guide people through a, an, an exercise to maybe help feel the strength of men? Sure. Super. Okay. I will get comfortable. So just get comfortable in the chair that you're in and this can be done uh, with your eyes open or closed. So eyes closed usually is a little bit better. And just breathe naturally. Just breathe and relax and try to really be present to where you are in the room that you're in, the space you're in. And just let go with each breath, let go of the stresses of your day. 
Just let go and be present. There's nothing you have to do in this guided experience. You just have to follow along or not follow along, but nothing you have to do. No right or wrong. It's just whatever it is for you. But in your mind's eye now, imagine that your parents are standing in front of you, your biological parents, the ones that gave creation to you, and see them at a distance. And if you feel safer, you could put a colorful scarf in front of you so that you can feel a demarcation between you and your parents. There's no need to be stressed out by this. So find a way to be comfortable with your parents standing in front of you. And just notice what your parents look like to you. Give them as much detail as you can if you're seeing real parents and give them faces. If they're colors, give them vivid color. If they're shapes, give them specific shape and make it detailed. So you're having a real interaction in your mind's eye with energy that is representing your parents. And now behind your parents, you see your grandparents. Notice what happens to your parents when your grandparents show up. And also for yourself and your body, how does it feel to have your parents and grandparents here? Your grandparents change the situation for you? And now behind them is their, their parents, your great-grandparents. So we have two, four, and eight. And notice what changes when they're here. And now there are, are more coming, 16, 32, 64. In front of you is a sea or a forest of ancestors. It's called a forest, a forest of ancestors, where as far as you can see are ancestors. And now in front of you, you notice there's a box. In this box is your frustrations about something in your life. It could be frustrations about the world, politics, it could be anything, something you're frustrated about, something with work, something with family, something personally, something you're frustrated about, hasn't been resolved, you're not quite sure what to do with it, but somehow we've put that frustration in a box and the box is in front of you. And Pick up your box if you can. Is it heavy? And what's the box made of? Paper, wood, metal, glass? Just notice what, what your box is made of. And you don't have to look in the box, you know what's in it. So you don't have to necessarily open it up unless you really feel curious, but it's a frustration in there. And now look out at the forest of ancestors. And ask your ancestors there if anybody there is the real owner of this frustration. You've inherited in some way, but it belongs to somebody else here. See if that's true. Does anybody there claim your box of frustration? Anybody raise their hand or come forth or indicate that it's their box or maybe someone turns away. Look to see in the forest if somebody is having a reaction to your box. And see if somebody volunteers to take the frustration or volunteers to help you with it in some way. Maybe several of them come and get the box from you. And perhaps nobody comes and that's fine. Maybe it's not time or it's not, you're not ready to let go of it maybe. Or perhaps there isn't anybody here present to help you with the box. And now 
Notice the strength of men shows up. The strength of men. Standing behind you is the strength of men. And what happens to this box? If it hasn't been claimed, what happens to it? And what happens to the box that's been taken away by your ancestors? What do they do with the box when the strength of men is here? And what happens when the strength of men comes behind the system? You look in the distance, you see strength of men standing behind your family system as far as you can see, the strength of men. What happens to this frustration that's in this box and that's being held in your family system? Can they give it to the strength of men? Does the box evaporate? What happens to the box when the strength of men is here to finally help your system get rid of or deal or finally do something with this frustration that's been around forever? And how does it feel for you to have the strength of men with you? Maybe you lean into the strength behind you. What does it feel like to lean into the strength of men? And remember the strength of men, they love their children. They love and treat their partners as equals. They're one with earth. And they know death and they're not afraid of death. They are whole and strong. They know who they are. They are the strength of men. Lean into the strength of men. How does that change your perception of the ancestors in front of you and the box that was there? Is the box gone now? Maybe there's another problem or issue you would like some help with. Maybe you can bring that in and work with that now. Maybe you just feel like you'd like to curl up in the arms of the strength of men for a while. Maybe they'll pick you up and hold you and keep you safe. That's available to you as well. And if you like the feeling of the strength of men, this is something you can bring into a meditation and do all sorts of wonderful things. You bring the strength of men into your mind, into your field, into your life. They will come if you ask them. And they're always available. Strength of men. And we'll end this, the short meditation now. But I invite you to bring the strength of men into your life as often as you can. They're, they're waiting to be asked. Thank you, Barry. You're welcome. And thank you for listening. For more on Barry and his work, you can visit his website, healingbodytherapeutics.com. Wishing you all ease, peace, love, and strength in 2022.